Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to my YouTube channel. My name is John Campia, and this is a companion video. What are companion videos? Well, I'm awfully glad that you asked. See, every day on the John Campia Show, Monday through Friday, we take the last half of the show to take your live questions. However, we normally don't have enough time to get around to all the live questions that get sent in, but I want to make sure if you sent in those questions and you tipped in to support the channel, that you don't have to wait too long to get those questions answered. So we gather up the unused questions, and we address them here on companion videos and by the way you can send in those questions anytime you want 24 7 if you want to get a question on the regular john campus show or in an upcoming companion video simply go down into the description of this video and you'll see a tip link click on that there or enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash movie blog tv slash tip you'll be getting your question on the show if we deem your question appropriate to use on the show and of course You'll be supporting the channel at the same time, and all of us involved with the John Campia Show, thank you guys so very much for your support. And it is a Wednesday. Earlier today, we were talking about that Spider-Man trailer that dropped last night, so I have not read through the questions, but I'm anticipating there's probably going to be a lot of them about that Spider-Man trailer, if earlier today's show is any indication. So let's not waste any time and get right to it, shall we? And we're going to start getting caught up with Andrew Cardona, who writes... Hello, John. Big fan since the AMC days. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being here. Did anyone notice the Captain America statue in the trailer of No Way Home? Did you notice? I wish I can add the pictures here. I have not. Hold a second. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer Captain America statue. Let me see if anybody's found that. Spider-Man No Way Her. Uh, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home turns a Statue of Liberty into a Captain America tribute. What's that? Let me just check here. Let me just check. I'm just checking on Google right now for some images. Is that what's going on? Let me see here. It looks like, okay, what I'm seeing, and I don't know if I'm seeing things correctly here or not, but what it looks like is, was the Statue of Liberty being wrapped in like a Captain America? Um, shield. Is that what's going on there? If that's what you're talking about, I never even noticed that. So I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe that's not even what you're talking about. I don't know for sure, but no, I didn't notice it, but now I'm going to go back in later, watch the trailer again and go a little bit by a little bit and see if I can notice that because no, I did not notice that before. Thanks for pointing it out, Andrew. All right. Next up, we got an anonymous viewer who writes, 
Uh, hello, John, and greetings from Munich. Well, thank you for writing in from Munich. Uh, after the second Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, I think there might be a third trailer on November 29th. Dude, I was saying that exact same thing today. Because then Sony could put tickets on sale now at the end and maybe show eventually Toby slash Andrew slash Murdoch, don't you think? Yeah, I was saying that on the show earlier today. Now, listen, there have only been two trailers. I don't think Sony's ever put out a picture that's only ever had two trailers. I don't think Marvel's ever put out a movie that only had two trailers. We're still a month away from the movie coming out. The tickets go on sale on the 29th, so in like two weeks. We have seen several comic book movies put out a couple of trailers within a few weeks of each other. I agree. Now, I got no inside information, but I 100% agree with you, Anonymous from Munich, that there will be another trailer on November 29th. I think it'll show Andrew and Toby. Uh, at least I think they should, but we'll see. And it'll definitely end with tickets on sale now. So, uh, we'll see what happens, man. All right. Next up, uh, Sid Venna writes, hi, John saw the second no way home trailer. I am convinced Dr. Strange is out of character to service a contrived plot. I find that disappointing as the strange that we know from infinity war and Endgame would never be so stupid. The trailer ending gave me Spider-Man three vibes. I got to say, Sidvena, I completely 100% disagree with you. I found everything in this trailer completely consistent with the character of Doctor Strange. The snide little quip one-liners, we saw him give Tony Stark a lot of those. His arrogance and supreme self-confidence. Obviously, he didn't botch the spell. Peter did something in there to make the spell get botched. So, And then him doing whatever it takes. Remember, he was even saying no. If I have to sacrifice you, Tony Stark, and that kid to protect this stone, I'm protecting the stone. So him saying to Peter, look, I'm sorry that all these guys got to die, but we got to protect our realm of reality. Sorry, man. Everything was completely consistent with the Doctor Strange that we know. So I've heard a few people say that didn't quite seem like Strange to me. All I can say is, and I'm not trying to undermine what your perception was. I'm just saying my perception was very, very different. I thought it was very consistent with the Dr. Stephen Strange that we've come to know. But that's just me. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, said Vina. I appreciate that. All right. Dangerous D writes. Hi, John. Warner Brothers slash DC are set to reboot the character Constantine uh, for a new series. They're opting to go with a black actor this time. I like the idea, but I hope they would treat him like in the comics and not for laughs like in a lot. I hope they do a Justice League Dark team up your thoughts. I'm going to be honest with you. While I kind of dug the the guy who's been playing Constantine in like uh, Legends of Tomorrow and he was the one in the orig- in the TV series Constantine not long ago. I like the pilot episode of that series, but I didn't then it changed directions totally after the pilot. I didn't really dig it after that. And I was really hit or miss on him in that. And I'm not a big fan of the Keanu Reeves movie, to be honest. I don't hate it. I don't think it sucks. But to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that Constantine movie either. So I quite frankly don't have a lot of enthusiasm for this. Now, it might be great, and I'll definitely check it out when it comes. But I really don't have a preference. More jovial and comedic may work best for this in a TV series. Darker and serious might work best. I don't know. There's this big misconception out there that darker and dirtier and grittier is always better. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's just 100% not true. But sometimes it is. But sometimes the others is more true. So I don't really have a vested interest in how I think they should portray him because I haven't really loved any iteration of Constantine we've seen so far. But that's just me. All right, next up. We've got Big Will who writes... 
Hey, John. So I loved the new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought it was a very good trailer. Um, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield aren't in it, I don't care. I just want to see a great movie, which is the attitude everybody should have, Big Will. Uh, if they both show up, I promise to cheer my head off, uh, like I did in Endgame, uh, which gave me my best cinematic moment of my life. Yeah, listen, that's the exact kind of attitude you have. Look, if Toby and Andrew are there, awesome. And if they're not, oh, well, are they making a great movie? And that should be the total attitude of all film fans, Big Will. And I'm glad that's your attitude. All right, next up, Dangerous D writes, Hi, John. Remember the show Millennium starring Lance Hendrickson? I do remember that show. Uh, he portrayed an FBI profile, Frank Black, who can see through the mind of a killer. This show was ahead of its time and its inspiration for shows like Supernatural, Hannibal, etc. Did you watch this show? Um, I don't know if it was an inspiration for Hannibal, but I saw a couple of episodes when I was younger, but I really didn't follow it. I really don't know much about it. And like I said, it's been a long time since I saw in those, but man, Lance Hendrickson, he still has one of the best voices, man. He has one of the best voices. And by the way, you know what? I, I'm going to look up something on him right now. Hold on a second. Uh, Lance, um, maybe I spelled that right. Hen, Lance Hendrickson. All right. I just want to see what's, uh, going on with him right now. So he's got several things coming. He's got a project he completed called Awakening or Awaken. He's got a project he's finished called Vote for Santa. Sounds neat. He's got something called One and uh, Acre Beyond the Rye. I want to see what this Awaken is. Awaken is a movie he's doing with Ed Asner, who recently passed away, unfortunately. Tobin Bell. Uh, Kate Daly. That looks like, so he's staying active. Listen, I'm telling you, he is now 80, 81 or 82 years old now, but his voice, man, he still, he still has that awesome, awesome, awesome voice. I love it. All right. Next up, uh, Justin M writes one of three, my theory for no way home. According to the trailer, it's the villains fates to die from Spider-Man. So Dr. Strange tells Peter he has to kill them all. Oh, I don't think so, uh, but he won't kill. So Dr. Strange locks Peter in whatever that thing closing in on him in the trailer is. Dr. Strange is actually in the black magic Spidey suit. I was kind of theorizing that earlier. Though. What if that's Dr. Strange in the black Spider-Man suit? Anyway, uh, trying to kill the villains. Peter's trying to save them, hence the fight with Doctor Strange. Strange is an antagonist. Something goes bad, and Peter ends up uh, tumbling uh, through the multiverse. Spider-Man is the only hero with the power to cross universes. Maybe Toby and Andrew are not in this movie, but we're on set for a secret sequel. No, that I can 100% guarantee you that's not true. Uh, I.e., the untitled Spider-Man project coming up, uh, being filmed at the same time. No, that's ap I can guarantee you that part's not true. My... Here's my impression. Now, you might be right about that, Justin. You might be right about that. Maybe Strange is saying we need to kill these guys. My guess is that he's just basically, we need to send them back to where they came from so they can die there. That, remember, Alfred Molina, when interviewed about this like months ago, he said, yeah, when they came to him to pitch to him the idea of being in this movie, they pitched to him that John Watt, the director, said to him, basically, it's your Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 the moment before he dies at the end of Spider-Man 2. 
and he gets pulled into this universe. So my guess is that's going to happen with a number of those villains and Dr. Strange is sending them back to the moments they can die. I think uh, Dr. Octavius and Peter, our Peter, like each other. I, th- I think after fighting each other initially, I think they develop a friendship and Peter just can't imagine sending these guys back to die where they were going to die. And Dr. Strange wants to send them back. I don't think Dr. Strange wants to go out and assassinate them. I think he just wants to send them back where they will die the way they're supposed to die. And maybe Peter is trying to work against it. I mean, I, I don't know. You might be right, but I have a feeling it's more like, that. I think Dr. Strange is more wants to send them back to die rather than becoming an assassin. And he wants to go and kill them all. So I don't know though. Again, you might be right, Justin. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Next up. Uh, Justin M uh, writes in a bonus one, four or three. Yeah. I underestimated how long winded I am. I think regardless of what exactly happens in the movie, I don't think any of it is getting resolved with a nice bow. I definitely think it's going to end on somewhat of a cliffhanger. And, you know, listen, we've always known that there's going to be some connection between Dr. Strange two and the multiverse of madness and Spider-Man no way home. So yes, I don't think it's going to be 100% all wrapped up. Like I think the main gist of the movie will come to completion, but it's going to leave a big open door that leads into Dr. Strange too. I mean, we're only guessing here, Justin, but I think that's a pretty good guess. Okay. Next up, uh, Cardo, the bassist writes with that trailer ending, even though everything is out of sequence, perhaps they're still hinting at Toby and Andrew for the final trailer. I don't think so, but I'm sure most will hold on to hope. Loving Electro's new look, surprised they omitted Venom. I'm not terribly surprised they omitted Venom. Like, I, I thought there was a decent chance he'd be in there. But going back to what we said earlier, Cardo, the, the bassist, I completely believe there's another trailer coming. I feel 95% certain there's another trailer coming and 65% certain that in that trailer, they will show uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. So there might be another trailer and not show Andrew and Toby, but I'm, I feel very, very certain that there's going to be another trailer and there's a good chance they will show them in that one. So I don't know. We'll find out. All right. The sock rights. I predict Justin Hammer will come back in Armor Wars to fulfill to fulfill a hole left by Tony Stark after some strings being pulled to get him out of prison, maybe by Miss Fontaine. At least I hope so, because I like him uh, the same way you like Abomination. I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess no for a couple of reasons. One, while Hammer played brilliantly by Sam Rockwell, the Academy Award-winning actor Sam Rockwell. Now, by the way, thank you very much. Um, Hammer, played by Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. The character does not fulfill fill any hole up by Tony Stark because Iron Man 2 kind of made him out to be something of an idiot. Kind of a little bit of an imbecile. That all of his stuff was totally subpar compared to what Tony Stark made. And so I don't think bringing him back fills that kind of a hole. On top of that, it's now Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. I don't know if Sam Rockwell's coming back for a Disney Plus series. Now, remember, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not coming back. I'm just saying I. it's difficult for me to imagine. Because, again, he's a very... It's not like he was a true competitor to Tony Stark. He was a Tony Stark wannabe. You know what I mean? At least that's the way they portrayed him. 
So I don't know. I, but look, I totally welcome it. I would totally welcome it if they brought him back in. So we'll see what happens, Sock. All right. And, and you're right. Armor Wars is the right thing to bring him back for if they're going to bring him back. You're totally dead on with that. All right. Rob Tari writes, one of three. Okay, you can file this into the tinfoil hat theory category, but is it just me or is the timing of Sam Raimi's return to comic book movies a little too convenient? I mean, he's directing Doctor Strange 2, which immediately follows Spider-Man No Way Home, which so happens to include so many of his characters. Do you think there is any link to this? Uh, could he have could he have been consulted? Maybe the films link more than we think. Uh, could Spidey Four be in the cards? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But you got to admit, it's at least interesting. Love to hear your thoughts. If this crossed your mind, thanks for taking the time to answer. Your show is awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Rob. Now, listen, when they first announced that Sam Raimi was coming over to the MCU. There were obviously a lot of discussions about, well, you know, Spider-Man's in the MCU now. What kind of connections could there be? Let's go to the easiest question you asked. Could he have been consulted? I have no doubt he was consulted. You've got the guy who introduced and brought the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Alfred Molina uh, Doc, Doc Ock and the, uh, and the Sandman. And, you know, you've, you've got that director there. He's now in the stable. He's in the family now. And you're doing a movie. We're going to have a bunch of these characters in it. Of course, you're at least going to get on the phone with him and say, hey, what do you think about this? How would you handle this? How would Dr. Octavius, the way he was in Spider-Man 2 so many years ago, how would he respond? What kind of a line would he say to Peter if Peter said, if this new Peter said something to him like this? Consulted? Absolutely. Do I think a Spider-Man 4 with a 46-year-old Tobey Maguire is in the cards? No. No, I don't. Um, If I'm right, and I could totally be wrong, but if I'm right, and that's a big if, that Tom Holland Spider-Man is about to go back over to the Sony universe, Sony's not going to allow Sony, or Sony's not going to allow Marvel to make live-action Spider-Man while they're making live-action Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So I don't think so. Consulted? Absolutely. More than that? I don't think you're crazy for wondering, but I don't think they're going to do it. But hey, man, it's certainly a possibility that's on the table. Thanks for writing that in, man. Next up, Adam S. writes, Just saw the Spider-Man trailer, and I thought to myself, huh, the end of the trailer has a very similar nighttime look from a certain photo allegedly released from a dope-ass Canadian show. Did this trailer make you more certain that Toby and Andrew are in it? Well, listen, they absolutely made me more certain that Toby and Andrew are in it, mostly because of this whole thing. I mean, we talked about this on the show earlier today, but I mean, if you go to this, let's get a little bigger. First of all, they're clearly Marvel has often digitally taken things out for a trailer, right? They've done that several times. They took Spider-Man out of a very important shot in the trailer for Civil War, even though he's in it in the movie, but they digitally took him out of that shot in the Civil War trailer. Uh, Thanos's uh, Infinity Gauntlet, they digitally took out some of the Infinity Stones for the trailer to make you think they're at a certain point in the movie. And when you look at this, that comes from the Brazilian version of the trailer that dropped, it's clear Sandman is swinging at the Spider-Man in the middle, but Electra at the top, he's flying at somebody else. Clearly there's somebody else we don't see. And lizard at the bottom, 
He's about, he's flying at somebody else entirely. And look, he's bringing back his hand, getting ready to hit somebody, getting ready to hit somebody. And instead he gets hit in the face. Now, some people are trying to say, oh no, it's debris hitting him. No, look, if you look closely at that, no debris hits him. There's degree debris in the background. That's probably 20 feet away from him, but that debris does not hit him. So he's racing at somebody, raising his hand to hit them. And then he himself takes one in the jaw. Boom. Right. Obviously, at least to me, it's obvious that there are either two other Spider-Men or two other characters. There's two options here. One option is that it's Doc Ock fighting with Spider-Man and Venom fighting with Spider-Man. Maybe Venom's at the top going at Electro. Maybe Doc Ock is hitting Lizard. Maybe, right? Maybe, but that's one possibility. And that could be what it is. I think the more likely scenario here is that there are three Spider-Men flying at the three villains. Uh, one in the middle there, which I guess is the Tom Holland Spider-Man. One at the top going at Electro, which I'm going to guess is the Andrew Garfield one. And then one going at Lizard at the bottom, which is probably Tobey Maguire. So uh, again, we're speculating, but this shot is what completely 100%. I, I mean, this ends the discussion. As far as I'm concerned, this ends the discussion. I mean, despite conversations with studios, I don't, I'm not even 100% sure that the the images that I ended up releasing that I thought were fake, I'm still not 100% convinced they're not fake. I mean, obviously, the studios called me, so there's probably a good chance that they are real, but I'm not 100% convinced. But this right here, this 100% convinces me. I am, I am now 100% convinced. I think everybody who has seen this is now 100% convinced. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I saw it, at least. Anyway, thanks for writing that in, man. All right, next up. Dr. Nova writes, um, It's 1999. Phantom Menace is about to come out, and a trailer starts. Darth Vader's breathing in the Emperor's throne, and Dr. Evil is in it. Austin Powers and the narrator, narrator says, If you see one movie this summer see Star Wars. But if you see two, see Austin Powers. I still remember that trailer, man. That was one of the funniest, most well-timed trailers. If you only see one movie this summer, see Star Wars. But if you're going to see two, I thought that trailer was great. That trailer was awesome. I'm glad you remember that one, Dr. Nova. All right, next up, Glenn writes, hi, John. Venom 2 could overtake Shang-Chi as the number one box office film in 2021 soon. Uh, I don't even think Shang-Chi is the number one. Well, look at that in a second. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Soon. Spider-Man 3 will no doubt be the number one again when it releases. With Sony releasing three Marvel movies in 2023, do you see Sony Marvel Universe becoming bigger, a bigger franchise in the MCU? Absolutely not. No. In the words of Vincent K. McMahon, no chance in hell. No chance in hell. I mean, I think a Sony Spider-Man universe can be great. I think it can be great. Do I see it overtaking um, the uh, the MCU? No, not at all. Now, let me just look up something here because I'm pretty sure Venom is not the biggest movie of, uh, of the year so far. Uh, let's see. The biggest movie of the year so far is Fast 9, The Fast Saga, which made $721 million. Then No Time to Die, which made $709 million. Venom Let There Be Carnage is has made $441 million, which is great considering, again, we're in the pandemic thing. And Shang-Chi has made $430 million. $430 million. Now, domestically, 
if you just look at uh, the domestic totals, those are worldwide that we were just talking about. If you look at the domestic totals, Shang-Chi is ahead of Venom, but Venom is ahead of Shang-Chi already worldwide. But yes, right now, Shang-Chi is ahead of it. Uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage is about 19 million behind it. I don't know if it's going to catch Shang-Chi or not. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Then behind that is Black Widow. So the top three box office films domestically of the year so far are all comic book movies. Uh, Shang-Chi, Venom, Black Widow. Again, only domestic. And pretty soon, another one is going to be, it's going to be the four top ones soon because we're going to get Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's coming up here pretty quick too. So there you go. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Watch Closely Writes, part one. I have a theory. In the No Way Home trailer, you see Electro blast Doc. Doc Ock. Yes, we do. Almost as if the two are fighting. Absolutely. What if Peter uses the nanobots to help Doc to control his arms, and in doing so, his mind and Peter and Doc grow to like each other? Uh, then Dr. Strange says they all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. Maybe Peter was asking to see if there was a way to save doc or at least not cause more death. What if Tom Spider-Man is the exception and doesn't want them to die? Uh, what if Peter sacrifices himself in the end, because it's the only way to save everyone. Am I crazy? What are the chances they kill Tom Holland Spider-Man in this movie? Thanks, John. And bring on the filthy. Well, first of all, watch closely. You're saying exactly what I was thinking. Remember, at the end of Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock actually has kind of like a Darth Vader redemption moment, right? I absolutely believe that the trailer showed us there's a progression. He sees Spider-Man shocked. They start to fight. But then they're talking to each other. And I actually think at the by the end of the movie, I think they're friends. I mean... I have no hard evidence of that. I'm just saying, I really believe that by the end of it, Doc Ock is friends with this Peter. And I think that's why we don't see him. Like, again, when we look, when we look at this, who do you, who do you not see in this? You don't see Dr. Octavius. I think if he is in this shot, he's one of the guys who's been digitally removed because he's fighting alongside Peter, not against Peter. Again, that's just my theory. And I think, and again, we're just theorizing and guessing that that friendship that forms between that Doc Ock and our Peter is what kind of really makes Peter hesitate about the notion of sending them back to their realities just to die. So I think you and I are completely on the same page as that watch closely. I, I So yes, sir, I completely tip my hat to you. All right, next up, Benny writes, one of two. Spider-Man trailer time, absolutely. Uh, let's go 30 seconds in, Doctor Strange passing the blame, prick. But I, I think it looks like it really was Peter's fault. You know, it, it looked like from the first trailer that Strange was casting a spell and then Peter did something stupid and probably wrecked the whole thing. So a little bit of a prick, yes, but, you know, as we see in, in his interactions with Tony Stark, Stephen Strange is a little bit of a prick. But anyway, uh, 58 seconds in, Doc Ock knows it's not his Peter. Uh, interesting. One minute and 10 seconds, mocking Doc Ock's name. Uh, LOL, classic Holland. One minute and 33 seconds. Why is J.J. Jameson dressed as Commissioner Gordon? Well, he's a big businessman. Um, two of two. One minute and 50 seconds. So Peter's trying to save the multiverse villains from dying. Two minutes. Classic look, Electro. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, how are they going to explain that? Two minutes and 10 seconds. Go, Gobby, go. Two minutes and 16 seconds. Lizard and Sandman. So they are. So they all made the trailer. Huh, Ray? Damn, I'm hyped. Only one Spidey, though. Yep, and only one Spider-Man. Unless, of course, you know, you're like me and a lot of other people believing. Nope. Oh, sorry. I got it this way. 
These, this one, this is a shot with the other Spider-Man. They just digitally removed them so we didn't see them here. But clearly there's two other characters. But again, I acknowledge there's a possibility the characters digitally removed might be Venom and Doc Ock. But I think it's more likely that it's probably, probably the other two Spider-Men. All right. Next up, uh, we've got Denzel Patolo who writes, Sup, John? Greetings from Wellington, New Zealand. Awesome. I've got to visit New Zealand sometime. If for no other reason, just to go and see the Shire. I mean, for heaven's sakes. Uh, This is my first time tipping, but definitely won't be my last time. So here I go. Well, thanks for being here, Denzel. Appreciate it, man. I have a theory on Spider-Man No Way Home, which I believe has been covered already in the show. I feel like instead of Andrew or Tobster, uh, don't forget to add... I uh, forgot to add one of two to my previous tip. Uh, being in the movie to help Tom Spidey, they'll instead have Venom as one of the people to help him return GG Electro. Who is GG? Anyway, GG Electro, Spider Man, etc., back to their universes with Venom eventually becoming Spider Man's main foe in future films. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Yes, I believe Venom comes over. I believe that's the whole reason for the end of Venom 1 or of Venom 2. That's the reason for the post credit scene of Venom 2. That Venom is going over into the MCU universe and he's going to bring Tom Holland Spider-Man back with him into the Sony-verse. I don't see him becoming the main antagonist for Spider-Man moving forward because this Venom sees himself as the hero. He wants to be the lethal guardian. He wants to stop bad guys. And Eddie Brock is a little different than the comic book character, but Eddie Brock has a definitive moral compass. So I don't, so I agree with half of that, but I don't believe he's going to become the antagonist in future Spider-Man films. He sees himself as a hero, a lethal protector. He wants to go around the world and help people. So yeah, don't see him becoming the villain uh, for, uh, don't see him becoming the villain for that. All right, next up, we go to uh, GQ who writes, Hi, Gio. For those of you who don't know, when sometimes people refer to me as Gio, it's because my actual real name is not John. My actual real name is Giovanni, but, you know, that's that's John in English, so that's what people call me. But anyway, hi, Gio. Uh, now with the villains in Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way can beat all of them alone. Uh, he even said in the trailer, I can't save everyone. My theory, he and the other two Spider-Men will team up with Venom for the final battle. What do you think? Well, I think that's been the general operating assumption, GQ. I think the general operating assumption has been the three Spider-Men will team up. But again, I don't think it's impossible. What is a superhero story if not a hero fighting against insurmountable odds? Right? So it definitely could be just our Peter Parker fighting all these villains. Could be. But I think the general operating assumption has been that this Peter will join up with the other two Spider-Men. And I think with the ending of Venom 2, probably with the help of Venom as well, and hell, maybe even with the help of Doc Ock, will then confront Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. So I think that's the operating assumption. So I don't think you're very far off on that. All right, next up, we go to Dangerous D who writes, Hi, John. Uh, Watch season three of Doom Patrol, and all in all, I like the season, but I really miss some characters like Flex Mentallo, uh, Niles. I thought Animal Veg, Mineral Man would pop up in the news. Uh, Mr. Nobody was a no-show. What are your thoughts on the show? I haven't finished season three. I think I'm about two episodes behind on season three right now, but I'm really enjoying the season. I am missing Niles. I mean, he's popped up here and there, but I am missing Niles. I, I think Timothy Dalton is an important part of that show, and I miss him not being there. I, I fully assumed we weren't going to see Mr. Nobody, 
if for no other reason than uh, he's got his own show now, which I think is called Resident Alien. I think it's called Resident Alien. So he's got his own show now. So I'm not surprised he wasn't there. Um, you know, Flex was always just he's he's a occasional character, right? He was never a mainstay character. So I'm fine that he doesn't he wasn't there and all. But Niles was the one I missed the most. But yeah, I've I've really enjoyed the season so far. But I'm like I said, I'm a couple of episodes behind right now. All right. Next up, uh, Henri Martens writes. If Garfield and Maguire are indeed in the movie, could it actually hurt their box office by not showing them? Yes. Uh, in the same way that Justice League trailers didn't show Superman. I rose. I brought up that exact same um, comparison earlier today. What happened? They decided, ooh, let's keep secret Superman a big secret from everything. And they realized, wow, we're not selling a lot of tickets. They left him out of the trailers, out of the posters, out of everything. And then just a few days before the movie's coming out and they realized they weren't selling a lot of tickets, they're like, okay, start putting Superman in the posters and put Superman in the TV spots. But it was too little too late. It was too little too late. Look, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to make a lot of money whether or not you show Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the, in the marketing. A lot of money. But I am telling you, you are leaving 30 to 40 or more million dollars on the table by not putting them in. Because you might make $170 million opening weekend without showing them the trailers. But you would have made $200 million opening weekend if you did put them in the trailers. Uh, I'm just saying that. Now, the one, one potential situation here where I would say it would be the right thing to not put them in the trailers is if they really are only in it for like one scene. If they're only in it for like the final big battle at the end and that's it and they're in the movie for like five to ten minutes and that's it then maybe putting them in the trailers would kind of be false marketing. Because if you put them in the trailers, then people are going to go into the movie expecting this to be a movie starring Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. And then they'll come out all pissed off saying they were in it for like five to ten minutes. So if they are in it for just like five minutes, then even I would say you can't, you shouldn't put them in the trailers because that would be a little bit misleading. But if they're in it for more than five minutes... If they're in it around 10 minutes or more, then, yeah, I think the absolute right thing to do is to put them in the trailer. As far as surprise goes, listen, people have known for well over a year that these guys are in the movie. There, I've, I lost count how many outlets have said, we have confirmed reports that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire have been on set. They are there. They're in the movie. There have been a dozen or more of those over the past year, year and a half. So it's not really a big surprise to anybody. And then if anything else, again, this trailer that just dropped clearly showing that there's a couple of digitally removed characters. Look, you might just put them in the trailer. It is going to cause number one, that trailer will break the internet. It will break the internet. This trailer didn't. I mean, this trailer was popular, but this trailer didn't break the internet. You put out another trailer on November 29th, the day the tickets go on sale and you put those two in the trailer. You're going to break the internet and you're going to sell all the movie tickets. Not a lot of movie tickets. You're going to sell all the movie tickets. So yeah, that's my take on it. All right. Next up. Suthius writes, after seeing the trailer, uh, I'm more confident that Andrew and or Toby will be in the movie. Me too. In the scene where Spidey is leaping towards Electro Lizard and Sandman, the latter two are clearly leaping towards some ones or some things above and below. Absolutely. We were just talking about that. Uh, Spidey, whatever Electro and Lizard are leaping at, they've been edited out of the trailer. To add to this, 
In the shorter Brazilian trailer, Lizard is seen being punched or kicked by an invisible force. Is it Andrew? Is it Toby? Very possible. And again, we were just looking at that, and it's either Andrew and Toby or it's Venom and Doc Ock. Hell, maybe it's a Miles Morales. I, I don't think that's likely, but it's possible. That's there, too, so we'll have to wait and see. All right, Luke1234 writes, so, I just watched Home Sweet Home Alone. I have no desire to watch that, but I'm glad you did. I just watched Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney Plus because I felt like punishing myself. But I gotta say, it was rather enjoyable. There was fun and charm to the movie, but that adorable kid from Jojo Rabbit is seriously violent with his traps. I'll tell you what, Luke, one, two, three, four. Here's the thing. The only reason I feel remotely curious about watching that movie is because of that kid. That kid, well, hell, all the kids from Jojo Rabbit. That kid, the girl who's in um, Last Night in Soho, the main kid, all the kids in Jojo Rabbit were fantastic. And him being in that new Home Alone movie, that is the only reason I'm even remotely curious to check it out. And I still may watch it just because of that, but I appreciate you giving me your insight on that, man. All right, next up, we go to an anonymous viewer who writes, John, Kim, and Ray, and obviously Kim and Ray aren't here right now. Great trailer. In my opinion, that looked like there were two goblins. I mean, that's a lot of people are thinking that. I thought it was the same goblin just with the helmet off, but a lot of people believe those are two separate goblins. Maybe it's a Ned goblin from another universe. Maybe it's a James Franco goblin. Maybe it's the Dane DeHaan. I mean, who knows? Anyway, there was a shot where you could see a goblin that was in a hood and an orange-looking face, possibly Hobgoblin. Also, do you think that purple riff was Agatha to lead into her show? I said that on the show this morning. On the John Cabot show this morning, we were talking about, you know, the different colors of lighting going in the sky. I said, man, I even saw a bunch of people on Twitter because there was some purple lighting. People on Twitter were saying, I think it might be Agatha. Okay, I get it. Agatha had purple, but not every time you see purple, does that mean Agatha's coming along? So I'm going to see, say, no, I don't think this is going to have anything to do with Agatha. Nothing to do with Agatha. And don't forget, we've got an Agatha show coming up, but no, I don't think anonymous. Honestly, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with Agatha. Now watch, watch Agatha shock the world and pop up in this thing. We'll, we'll find out soon. All right, next up. And another anonymous viewer writes, I don't know if it's just me, but all these big cosmic and multiverse ideas in the MCU is making me care less for the street level heroes in the MCU like Hawkeye. Listen, I'll tell you what. I remember, and I'm about to give a minor spoiler away, or maybe even a significant spoiler away for Eternals. Now, if, you, if you're interested in Eternals, you've seen it already. But still, I just want to give you a warning. You might want to plug your ears. I'm going to put up my hand as I'm talking about a spoiler from Eternals. So you should mute your computer. And then when you see me put my hand down, then you can unmute. Okay, so here we go. I was saying almost the exact same thing, Anonymous, um, after coming out of it. Because if you're on this planet, if you're in this MCU, and Aramesh the Judge, bigger than the planet, appears hovering over the earth and his face fills the sky and he's returning for judgment. Who cares about anything else? Who cares if these guys rob this bank? Who cares if that criminal gets the staff of Imantomba? Oh, but that villain could be very dangerous if he has the staff of Imantomba. Well, yeah, but who cares? It's, it's irrelevant. 
If RMesh, the judge is coming back, nothing else matters, right? Like I remember even I put up a tweet when I came back from seeing Eternal saying, I really like this movie, and I do. I, I like the movie a lot. Not as much as Shang-Chi, but I, but I like it quite a bit. And it feels grand and epic, but it also makes almost everything else that is happening in the MCU feel irrelevant. Even the events of Endgame, as far as I'm concerned, kind of make that feel sort of irrelevant. Okay, ooh, Thanos, oh, the gauntlet snapped. Oh, half of life goes out. Guess what? There's Star all mesh the Judge and the Celestials out there, and it doesn't affect them one bit. And they can go around and wipe out whatever world they want at whatever time they want with a blink. And nothing else matters. And the only reason the Earth is still here is because he's decided not to destroy it right now. What's the Hulk going to do? What's Thor going to do? What's Scarlet Witch going to do? What's Hawkeye with his bow and arrows going to do? You know, and it, and it does kind of do that. But one of the things I've always said, by the way, done with the Eternals talk now, one of the things I've always said about the importance in the MCU is to change gears. Because if every movie is save the world, save the universe, save the world, save the universe, it gets fatiguing and you get diminishing returns. The MCU has been very, very good at changing gears. Like you go from one movie, got to save the world to Ant-Man, got to save my family. To go from, you know, another MCU movie, Save the World, to Black Widow, you know, find out what's behind this organization. It's important to constantly change gears. Save the universe, save the world, save the town, save the neighborhood, save one person. You got to change gears with these movies for it to continue to feel fresh and not get fatigued or desensitized to the bigger consequence stuff like, oh, I got to save the world. Didn't they just have to save the world in five different comic book movies this year alone? Like, weren't there not five stories this year alone of trying to save the world? I mean, they got to change those gears up, man. So, yes, that is something that they're going to have to keep an eye on and make sure that they do moving forward. All right. Jack Lumbers writes, Spider-Man trailer was great. I, I thought it was great, too. Even though I'm befuddled that they didn't put Andrew or Tom in it, I thought it was great. No big surprises in it, but I still thought it was great. Spider-Man trailer was great. I was curious where was Macquarie? Oh, you probably mean Maguire. Where was Maguire and Garfield? Then I saw that tickets does not go on sale until the 29th. I understand. For some people, it may be yesterday's news, but once the tickets go out and all the tickets will not be sold. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is you're saying until the 20th. I understand. For some people, it may be yesterday, yesterday news once the tickets go out and all the tickets will not be sold. I'm not quite sure what it is you're saying, Jack Lemmers, but, but I will say this. I believe on the 29th, the day the tickets go on sale, I believe there will be another trailer. I believe there will be a third trailer on the 29th, and on that day, the tickets go on sale. And apparently, if I'm wrong, I got to eat eggs with ketchup on it, which, oh my God, you're probably going to see me vomit if that happens. Anyway, uh, Jack also writes, I was wondering what the big surprises in the new Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, there weren't any. There was no surprises. Even though the, the, the poster for the trailer event said, big surprises, no surprises. Great trailer, though. Still a great trailer. I got a big kick out of it. All right. Uh, Tim Platt writes, 
Man, it's been a pretty cool few days for me. Disney Plus Day gave me my Chewy We're Home moment by announcing the return of the X-Men animated series. I knew a lot of people were going to be very happy about that. Uh, Red Hot Wizards won again. Uh, Caps, yeah, the Wizards are doing well. Caps smashed the pens. The football team dominated Tampa Bay. That one shocked me. Watching the Washington football team beating Tampa Bay. That was great. I mean, once that one big fluke of an interception happened, I'm like, oh, this might go badly. Uh, Anyway, all capped off with the news that Mr. Kim is Uncle Iro or Iro and a pretty sweet Spider-Man trailer that I believe simultaneously confirmed the big rumors while saving the experience of actually seeing it on the big screen. Amazing few days of entertainment. And yeah, listen, Tim, you know how excited I was because, you know, I'm, I'm actually really very, very, very interested in this live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series coming to Netflix. And I like the bits of casting they've done already. But this one, you know, announcing Mr. Kim, Paul Sun Hung Lee as Uncle Iroh, I don't think they could have done better. I, I think it was fantastic, and I'm super psyched about it. And yeah, man, if you're a Washington sports fan and a movie fan, this has been a good couple of days for you, Tim. All right, thanks for writing that in, man. Next up, uh, Tevin C. writes, um, that's a two of two. I did not see a one of one. You might have accidentally not submitted the first one, Tevin. Anyway, let's see if we can make out what you're saying. He's assuming that it's villains, but it will turn out to be Toby and Andrew coming to help. Please give me your thoughts on this and bring on the filthy. All right, I'm going to assume, reading that, that you're talking about that moment when Doctor Strange says, They're all coming, and I can't stop them. That could be the moment that Toby and Andrew show up. That could be it. Or they might be there already. But I definitely think it's not just going to be heroes on their way to save the day. Doctor Strange would know if something terrible is about to happen. So whatever is that moment, maybe there's a bright side, but it's a terrible thing that's about to happen. And so that's I really think that, Tevin. I really, really think that. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, next up. Uh, Tevin C. writes, uh, you know what? It looks like Tevin put them in in reverse order. Okay, so part one of it was, hi, John and crew. No Way Home trailer two released, and I loved it. We didn't see Andrew and Toby, but we saw hints of them, like the mysterious ghost punch to Lizard. I believe when Strange says, I can't stop them from coming through, he's assuming that, yeah. So no, I don't think Doctor Strange is wrong about that. I think it would turn out to be right. So either the Spider-Man characters are already there, but along with all these bad things coming through, Toby and Andrew also hope happen to come through at the same time. But I don't think it's just a big heroic arrival because I don't think Doctor Strange would get it that wrong. All right. Next up, Alan writes, uh, hi, John. Is it just me or do I also see similarities between Peter's choices in No Way Home and when Flash goes to save his mother? You can save them, but at what cost? I would think Peter is smart enough to realize that saving these villains is bad is bad the multiverse seems kind of selfish to want to save these villains when everything else is crumbling around him if saving these villains destroys the multiverse and he also loses his aunt and mj then why would he still want to do it um well here's the thing alan that's a lot of assumptions being made like we don't know what's actually happening here right and listen whenever this happens all the time in hero movies you tell heroes There's no other choices. This horrible thing has to be done for the greater good. What does the hero then usually say? I don't believe that. There's always another way. 
right? How many times have we seen heroes say that? Heroes say that all the time. I don't accept that. There's always another way. I don't accept just the lesser of two evils. There has to be a better solution. I have to believe there's a way to fix this without killing these people. My new friend, Dr. Octavius. There has to be a way. And so we're just making a lot of assumptions right now, Alan, on a two-minute trailer. We don't know what the full context of this is. What we are getting is, all okay, Dr. Strange trying to cast a spell to make everybody forget Peter Spider-Man. Somehow Peter interferes and it botches the spell and it opens up rifts in the multiverse where all these individuals from other realities and universes are coming in. They can't stay. They got to be sent back or it threatens the, the fabric of space time and everything else. But Peter knows if these certain individuals go back, including his new friend, Dr. Octavius, it means they're going to die. And as a hero thinks, I don't just accept that there's no choice. I don't just accept that there's no other way. There's always another way. Now, I'm not saying that's that there will be another way in the movie, but the heroes, the hero in these movies have always kind of have that attitude, whether it's their superhero movies or action movie heroes or whatever. So, and again, we don't know the full context. So let's wait until we see the full context. All right. Last question of the day, guys, comes to us from Jack Lumbers, who writes, I saw Spencer, Ann and I are going to go see that this week. Uh, Stuart gave an amazing performance. The major problem I had with the movie is the dialogue. I was only able to make out half of what was said. I needed subtitles. I still managed to piece together what's going on. Uh, like it, but didn't love it for that reason. All right, yeah, so Spencer, of course, um, you've got, I believe, it's a Kristen Stewart? Yeah, it's Kristen Stewart from The Twilight fame. She stars in, in a casting announcement that made me scratch my head because I do not like Kristen Stewart's a very good actress. She's an exceptionally good actress. But when they announced that she was going to be playing Princess Diana, I like, really? I, that doesn't seem like a fit to me. But I have heard nothing but not just rave reviews about her performance. I've been hearing from a lot of people in the industry that Oh, she's going to get an Academy Award nomination for this. Who would have thought 10 years ago? Oh, yeah, the two Twilight kids, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman, and everybody's going to be dying to see him as Batman, and he's going to become one of the most sought-after actors by all the top-name directors in the business. Oh, and Kristen Stewart's going to get an Academy Award nomination for playing Princess Di. Who would have, th who would have thought that 10 years ago? You would have made a $1,000 bet with me, and I would have lost $1,000. So, uh... But yes, I, I know a number of people who in movies with heavy accents, they have a hard time following it along with it. So I hope I'm able to when I see it. But I'm glad you had a chance to see the movie, Jack. All right, guys, that'll do it for this installment of the companion video. Thank you guys so much for being here and joining me this evening as we talked about this stuff. And a big special thank you to all you guys who sent in those questions. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved with the John Campy Show, thank you guys so very much for your support. All right, if you're watching this in the evening, I hope you'll come back to join us in the morning at 10 a.m. Los Angeles time for the next episode of The John Campus Show. Me, Kim, Ray, will all be here. We already got a bunch of topics we're lining up to talk about, and I hope you'll be here to talk about them with us. All right, guys, that'll do it for me for now. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia, and until next time, my friends, bye-bye. <laughs>